0: hello and hello. Welcome, welcome to, to queerly, queerly, queerly ever, ever after, after. <laughs> we're your hosts i'm vali i use they them pronouns i'm Rhea. i use any pronouns and today because we were dumb and forgot to tell you the book <laughs> um last episode we're reading i wish you all the best by mason deaver And the author goes by they, them, they, pronouns? them pronouns. All right. Yes. Let mm-hmm. me double check that by going to the bio yeah. real quick. Um, but yeah, we really, mm-hmm. we really uh did a goof last time. <laughs> yep, they, them pronouns. Okay, yeah. All right.
1: Well, um, should we dive into it? Sure. Or let's, trigger Let's
0: Ah, trigger warning. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, okay. warnings. Yeah. Okay. Homophobia.
0: Content warnings. Yeah. yeah homophobia. homophobia. Transphobia. Transphobia. Um, um, I mean. Parental abuse.
1: Yeah. Parental abuse. Emotional abuse. Implied physical
0: abuse. Um. Let's. Uh, drug use. Drug use. I uh, uh, think that's about it. I feel like there's one more thing. I know. I feel like we're always missing something. I mean, if we get into it, we can warn for it in the well. If we miss Through anything, the beauty we'll, of video <laughs> editing. If if we miss anything, <laughs> we'll warn for it in the uh sh- show notes. So yeah, yeah, which I do every time anyway. All trigger warnings are always in the show notes after the summary of the book huh. and my awkward welcome message <laughs> All right so
1: let's dive into the plot. Uh, the plot starts off with eighteen year old um Ben Benj- de- well,
0: Benjamin Ben Benjamin de de something debacker debacker Benjamin <laughs> debacker. I don't know why I was yeah. thinking DeVeers. I was like, <laughs> no, DeBacker. I know 2 Germanish last names. <laughs> okay, <well. laughs> I'm sorry to any German listeners. I-, I know I sound like an ignorant American right now, and it's because I am.
1: Yeah, let's be honest here. We're both ignorant Americans. Yes, we are. <sighs> well, anyways.
0: <By> anyways. <laughs> so then,
1: I mean, his uh, their full name is like, Benjamin but they also go by Benji Ben what are we gonna do
0: Ben we'll call call them Ben because that's what they go by Benji's like a nickname
1: yeah this whole book is messing with me though because like because Ben isn't out throughout the book then um they basically kind of have to endure um like having he him pronouns be used for them and it just messes with my entire pronoun gauge so I don't know, it also makes me really sad throughout the entire book. But anyways. So uh Ben um, comes out to their parents in their as, senior year. As yeah. Non-binary. As non-binary.
0: And long is, story short, their parents kick them out of the house. Yeah. Because they're assholes.
1: Yeah, absolute assholes. Um, and so he has yeah, still die. Yeah, pretty much. And this is a what's it? Benjamin Ben's parents hate club yeah yeah um anyways so So, they basically call their sister who they haven't talked to in a decade since their sister is able to get out of their house after college
0: or after high school after high school yeah and they their sister picks them up um with and their sister's married her name's Hannah by the way yeah to Thomas who's a chemistry teacher at North Lake or North Wake? North Wake. North Wake High I have School. no idea what North Wake even means. Okay. Basically, <laughs> this whole story takes place in North Carolina. Um, ben and their parents live in Greensboro. Hannah lives in Raleigh. Really? Which, Raleigh? Raleigh? Really? Raleigh? Really? Raleigh? No, <laughs> it's pronounced Raleigh. Well, people
1: say Sir Walter Raleigh, so... I don't know.
0: Is this British? That's British. <laughs> okay, okay. We're solving this right now. I think my new goal is to pick...
1: Raleigh! Hey. Raleigh? We're Raleigh? Americans! No, we're British! Raleigh.
0: Raleigh. Raleigh.
1: Raleigh. This will not stop me. I hope you know this.
0: I hate you. <laughs> this is the new Sobron. No. <laughs> Anyway, so they move in to their sister's house, and they um, move high schools from wherever they were going, Wayne Wayne High School, to yes. North Wake.
1: And North and Wake is way more posh and all that, yeah. and it's, like, a better school it's, overall.
0: It's better funded.
1: But, like, within all of this, Ben is still dealing with, like, the emotional... Ter- emotional turmoil of having your parents literally kick you out exactly and And their sister is like turmoil he feels oh yeah
0: their sister because they feel that their sister just kind of left them to fend for themselves and their with their parents because ben was eight when their sister left oh wow that's really young i didn't even think about it yeah so um at Northwake, Ben meets Nathan. I don't know his last name. Uh here, I got it. I got Alan. Alan. Probably. Yeah, Nathan Allen. Uh sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> if we're wrong, I'm sorry. We should really take notes on characters. I mean, volley. I gotta be honest. I remember the character names. <laughs> Apparently not anything else, but <laughs> so yeah. Um, because of the emotional turmoil, Ben decides not to come out at his at their new school. Yeah, the pronouns are really messy. Exactly up. because like,
1: the they're not out throughout the They're
0: not It's out. they them. I know, but but because I spent three hundred pages reading he him. It's a mess. It's,
1: yeah, it's an absolute mess. I'm just going to apologize to Ben, a fictional character that I care so much about. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For misgendering them. Yes. Um, so yeah, they... So Ben really loves art and they're really good at it, which seems to be a theme with all of our genderqueer characters. But also
1: I want to talk so about how Ben also is good at math but sucks at English. This breaks a stereotype, apparently. Right?
0: They're like, like a cath- uh, calc whiz. Exactly. They suck at English. Like, that also, is the to opposite. Be fair, if anyone asked me to write an essay on Chaucer, I would also commit die. So, <laughs> seriously, I read The Scarlet Letter once, and now I always hate Nathaniel Hawthorne.
1: Yeah, I heard your review of The Scarlet Letter, and I just thought maybe I shouldn't pick up that book ever. <laughs>
0: It's so boring. It literally put me to sleep. I can only <laughs> say that about a few books.
1: Uh, yeah, so Ben slowly gets more acclimated to the school. And, and they
0: start making friends.
1: Yeah, which are what, basically
0: Nathan mm-hmm. and his friends.
1: <laughs> I mean, that is kind of how you do make friends. I feel like there's yeah. this myth that you make friends with like a bunch of different people. And that's how high school is. But really you make friends with like two people and then you suddenly are friends with their entire friend group let's be honest here like I feel I really like this book because it feels like it really does understand the high school experience it's it's kind of like Felix Ever After like it gave me those vibes no
0: yes it did yes very much okay but okay I'm just trying to find the names of Nathan's friends let me just go to that blog real quick. Yeah, but, like, the
1: pop culture references. I, I've already told Vali I'm going to, like, squeal over, like, the artist names that were mentioned in this book. But anyways, um, so Ben just kind of so, gets real more quick, mm-hmm. uh,
0: Malika and Sophie.
1: All right. Yeah. Great. Neat. Yeah. So Ben makes friends with them. And I think basically they just kind of go through the high school experience and they're in their senior year they're going to graduate like in a few months yeah but the second yeah. it
0: starts in the second semester of senior year mm-hmm.
1: but like the background is that he's er, they're just dealing with like emotional turmoil because yeah. he just had to come out to their sister who's is very supportive but also the character like writes Hannah in a way in which she is still flawed as any human being would be with these new terms and all of that but she tries which is just so sweet like can we mention how when Ben was kicked out she literally bought them like like a few stuff from the men's section but also women's deodorant and women's razors to like mix up exactly
0: I love that
1: and I feel like there's this common myth that non-binary means just completely
0: masculine or androgynous, but like... Well, for AFAB people. That is true. Like, there's the whole thing with if you were born assigned male at birth, would you still be non-binary? And I mean, yeah, I would be. <laughs> yeah.
1: I feel like it's really sucky, though, how, like, society just judges non-binary people on, like,
0: exactly. their a It's so sucky. Honestly, people have to be trans masked and AMAP non-binary people don't exist. It's like, that's what I really like though. It's an AMAP non-binary character. You know, it's like,
1: I feel like we don't get that representation. Exactly.
0: So do you want to dive into some themes? Oh, absolutely. Can I start by ranting about how um, the therapist treats the word queer? exactly okay okay Okay. so basically ben goes to meet a therapist and i was literally just on the page but i scrolled Bridget taylor yeah bridget taylor and their first meeting during their first meeting basically dr taylor yeah says um, did Hannah tell you that I work with a lot of LGBTQIA plus you, plus youth? <laughs> and and then, then Ben's just like, you can use you queer. What the? queer. And then she says, sorry, a few of my clients aren't comfortable with that word. And then again, um, on. Like, yeah, she does it later, again. She tends not to use queer. Yeah, and says, honestly. I know, but not mm-hmm. all the members use queer to identify with.
1: And. I kind of like it in the sense that it's acknowledging that it is a trigger word and it's proclaimed, yeah, but it's but, still... Mm-hmm.
0: But that's like saying the word gay or lesbian is a trigger word, you know? Like, Yeah. the discourse around queer, I mean, it's, let's it's not cut corners. Let's be fair here. Let's not cut corners. It was started by TERFs. Yeah, in all um, honesty. Like... And they've used it to indoctrinate so many, like, teenagers because they're like, oh, queer is a slur or whatnot. Yeah, queer is a slur, but so is gay, so is lesbian. All of our words are slurs. (laughs) Like,
1: Like, I feel like there's a difference in how if it's genuinely been used against you your entire life, and at this point it's just triggering to hear it. Yeah, then I can understand that you don't want to like have to hear it, but you also should respect others who use it. Yeah, like, because that's their choice.
0: Queer has entered the mainstream. You know, like it's mm-hmm. not LGBTQIA P plus studies. That is it's a queer. Mouthful. <laughs> it's queer studies. It's queer theory. Mm-hmm. It's like. In academia, they use queer. In journal articles, they use queer. In books, they use queer. I've never seen any sort of academia or study or anything surrounding um, queer people that uses the full LGBTQ plus acronym. Like,
1: yeah, it's because queer. Queer is perfect because it just encapsulates exactly. the whole thing. You don't need a label. You just gotta and, know.
0: And I, I know think this. that while. Mm-hmm thinking about some people who might see queer as a trigger is fine. I don't think that you should necessarily do it in this book, which to me feels like a lot like an introduction, like the themes that are touched on in this book, the basics of dysphoria and um, gendering and queer theory and stuff like that. It's an introduction to baby queers or baby allies. And yeah and you don't want it to stick it right there to put queer discourse into a book like this with no background or anything whatsoever I feel like is dangerous that is true
1: actually like I think if you read this book and you have the background of the discourse and of the history of the word then it is it is helpful to see like you know how, Some people how are uncomfortable. an actual you know queer therapist would work and queer therapists probably do have that and work in that way. But yeah, as
0: an introduction, it may not be the best yeah, idea. Yeah, it's not the best place to put it because then you have the issue of um, teenagers going around thinking, oh, queer isn't like a good word for everyone to use. And then they start with the queer a slur discourse and then it becomes a pipeline to turfness.
1: Yeah, there is that. And on that note, can we also talk about the bisexuality in this? because? The way it was addressed, it feels like someone who reads this will think bisexuality is gatekeeping.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that so, was not... It. Okay, so um, Ben is also struggling with their sexuality through this. Um, and they're like, well, I'm non-binary, so I can't be gay. And like, that's not true. Mm, that's... Like, as a non-binary lesbian, <laughs> I can tell you that's not true. If you look at the lesbian flag... The white stripe stands for non-binary lesbians, like, and the same thing works for the gay flag. Ignore the fact that the gay flag is blue and the lesbian flag is pink. Ignore that how for much a second. <laughs> um, but like, both include non-binary people. Like, they both have a white stripe to represent androgynous or non-binary people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the way bisexuality is framed is that Ben has to be bisexual because they're non-binary. They can't be gay, even though they've never felt attraction to women. They argue this by saying, well, I'm attracted to masculine people, but how do I know if that masked person is actually non-binary? And like, that's I mean, why gay is like an umbrella term. Sort yeah, of. yeah, like I think,
1: I think that Ben is an example of getting too much into it and delving so much that you're just worried about the entire thing, even though it's fine to call yourself bisexual.
0: Because Ben says that's what they feel is the most correct term, right? Yeah, but they feel it's the most correct term, not because of their personal attraction, but because they think it's the most politically correct term. Yeah, political correctness. I mean, like... Non-binary people can be gay or lesbians. Like yeah, like they can be attracted exclusively to feminine or masculine people. There's words for that too. Like I think that like there's trixic and which is for non-binary people loving non-binary people or like and women. And then there's like another term, but they're not widely in use. Yeah, A lot of people still use gay and lesbian and they're inclusive terms. That's fine.
1: Yeah. Like the great thing about it is that you can say that and then kind of just understand it's with kind of a subtext in which you can define that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm not going to tell people that I'm a non-binary person who's interested in women and feminine individuals. Um, I'm going to tell them that I'm a lesbian, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like I think at a certain
1: point Ben Ben's like overthinking on political correctness and like hoping that they're getting all this fright just is impeding their happiness of being able exactly. to kind of come to
0: terms with themselves.
1: But I yeah, think that's
0: really reflective of today's like queer culture. Oh, like, especially definitely. Especially if you're you're on like Tumblr and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like Tumblr is great for fandoms, but it's a minefield for queer people because Tumblr is the slightest thing you say will get you wrong. And now Tiktok is starting to slightly become like that too. Tumblr is just no, it's
1: our Tiktok is just Tumblr 2.0. Let's be honest here. But like people are willing to say
0: that with their face plastered. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's Tumblr, but your shit posts have your face attached.
1: But I mean, the thing is, I feel like. On Tumblr, it's just everyone is looking for a fight. Let's be honest here. Ugh,
0: we're all I keep remembering that green tea post. <laughs> this is why I reblog exclusively, and I don't make posts of my own except. Toff is short for Christopher Send Tweet. For ATLA. Yes, Avatar. Avatar: The Last. Why can Airbender. I see
1: it? Why can I see it though?
0: Toph is short for Christopher. Oh my god. <laughs> I am a genius. I will you are making, a genius. I will be signing autographs soon, guys. <laughs> you can buy them. <laughs> all I can think of for
1: why they named
0: Toph that way is,
1: you know, the Amber Island players episode? Yes. And they just have this absolutely bulky dude screaming into the audience because Toph means tough. That's yes. all. That's the only thought running through my head whenever I see Toph obviously it's the best episode no criticism.
0: Every, every time I think of Aang a part of me goes Ong because of the movie why did the movie even do that I didn't even watch the movie my sister did and she told me about it you don't understand
1: I watched that in theaters as like I, I, what an eight year old
0: I still don't know why they made Zuko Indian exactly it was how did I we mean, get to this topic Tumblr, <laughs> like I, I,
1: you know, I love the representation here, but um, Zuko, Zuko looks kind of.
0: Zuko I, is imperial Japanese with yeah. uh, some imperial Chinese design thrown in. Come on, like, people! Like in literally, no way is he Indian. If he was Indian, he'd be like a Rajput or something.
1: Exactly, like they have cultures dedicated or that are like, kind of feed into how they based each nation. And you should kind of pay homage to that by selecting characters. Like, for, um I think, Sokka and Gitara they're both kind of um, the, indigenous, Inu- right?
0: Yeah, they're based on the Inuits. Inuk? Uh, Inuk?
1: I, I, I forget which is the
0: plural and which I, is I the think, singular.
1: Wait, I don't want to mess this up here. Let me look.
0: Inuk. Okay. Because plural. I know both of them mean the yeah, same thing. Never
1: mind. Inuit is the plural. Inuit of is Inuk. the plural
0: Inuk is a singular Inuit okay. person. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Learn with but, us guys. Yeah.
1: Learn with us. Um what's this podcast about again?
0: Uh, right now uh- it's about <laughs> I wish you all the best.
1: Okay. <laughs> Let's go back to that. So um we talked about the interesting discourse around queer and um bisexuality. What else? Do we want to talk about how much of a jerk Ben's parents are?
0: Sure. Um, Ben's parents are abusive assholes.
1: And, like, it's so heartbreaking to see how throughout the book you understand that Ben has realized that that's what a normal family is supposed to look like. Like, that's what he's fed by his parents. That all families are, like, have a father that's, you know, borderline very angry all the time and going to hit someone and a mother who's not willing to like help their son and it's just it hurts so much child, Ugh, child. i'm dying okay ben i apologize but like because especially when they're talking with dr taylor you realize that ben's like I don't know what a real family is supposed to look like. And then you have the contrast to when he goes to Nathan's house and realizes that, hey, that's what a functional family is like. They love each other. And it's it's like saddening, but also nice in the terms that Ben was able to escape that environment,
0: you know? Yeah, and especially I think that like... Ben's interactions with their parents at the beginning, they're uncomfortable and strained, but it just seems like a dysfunctional family until Ben is kicked out of the house and they go and talk to Hannah. And over the course of the book, they sort of reveal like what their life's been like up to this point. And it's it's just heartbreaking.
1: Should I Especially- mention this point that I cried seven times while reading this book and calculating the amount of page count? That is one cry every 34 pages. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> um, Continue. But like Hannah starts talking about how she was treat- treated and why she left. Um, and basically she thought she, was, she like, had a relationship with this guy and they slept together and she thought she was pregnant but she wasn't um her mom found the pregnancy tests told her dad who then proceeded to call her a whore and hit her how is this book so heavy at times and at other exactly. times exactly
1: they're talking about yuri on ice okay wait exactly <laughs> they, i was you don't understand how happy i was when they mentioned okay yeah i when so ben in, in their monologue was like you know i want to talk to nate about this anime that's on my phone's screensaver but he probably won't understand or even care enough about this anime that's about ice skating that weirdly has gay subtext.
0: And then I'm it's just like, gay subtext though. It's not it? gay subtext. It, it was text. canon. It's
1: canon, yeah. man. And then I just, I squealed because like the author, they didn't mention like it directly, but I screamed, You're in my head. god.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that made anyway. me way too happy. um yeah.
1: Sorry, Going... where were we
0: again? <laughs> Let's talk about their sibling dynamics.
1: Oh yeah. The sibling so,
0: dynamics, they're yeah. human. Basically Hannah um left home the day of her high school graduation and she never came back. She didn't call or text or anything. She just left an address and a phone number for Ben. And at the end of the book we learn why she left, which is because of the incident I mentioned earlier. Um but Ben doesn't know that. So Ben spends their whole life thinking Hannah abandoned them. Um, And then Hannah comes to rescue them when Ben is kicked out and they, like, they, they have mixed it, feelings. Yeah, yeah,
1: they appreciate it. But at the same time, there's this like simmering feeling between uh, them and their sister that like, you know, Hannah is doing so much for Ben, but at the same time, Ben appreciates that, but is also like, why did you leave me all those years ago? How can I get over this and, like, kind of tell you how I feel about this while also still being grateful that you've taken me in after I got kicked out and had nowhere else to go? Exactly. Yeah, basically, I feel like the whole book is leading up to that conversation and between so eventually, this comes out in a huge conversation between Ben and their sister, while Doctor Taylor's in the room at a therapist uh, appointment, and it it kind of, it goes well in terms of like Ben understands, and they don't really blame each other, and it's just out in the air. I don't think they ever really blamed each other, but it's just they they need to talk it's about it, shitty, yeah, to understand it.
0: It's a shitty situation that it they is. both came out
1: of. Because there's no right in the situation. Exactly. Because they didn't do anything wrong. It's their parents, but they have to deal with it.
0: Like, on the one hand, mm-hmm. of course Hina wants to leave. I don't blame her. Exactly. But and on like, the other...
1: You know, like, she shouldn't have left Ben, but at the same time, how is she supposed to yeah. take care of Ben? Like,
0: she's 18. She has to go to college. She has no money, no job. Exactly.
1: Like, Ben would have ended up starving on the streets or something if she yeah. decided to take them in. So, And
0: if she had called, like, CPS or something?
1: They would have ended up in the system. She would have never saw them again. And knowing the system...
0: The system is not good. The system. <laughs> the fact that so many kids have to make the decision about whether the system or their current situation is worse, though...
1: Exactly. Like, ugh,
0: it's so disappointing. But... Mm. do you need a do you need a minute you want to talk about something happy real quick
1: oh no i'm not sniffling because i'm sad i'm sniffling because i'm
0: sick oh me too (laughs) it's not covid guys
1: yeah it's not covid
0: Uh, do you get a cold every day too yeah especially if i stay up till 2am like i did last night reading fan fiction leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) i stayed up until 2am reading this one (laughs) <laughs> but yeah also was thunderstorming when i woke up and my room was cold and
1: oh yeah i woke up and i like i'm like what's that noise i opened my window and i just see like this flood of rain trent the street like noah's ark or something and i'm like not today you know <laughs> you know like wow flash flood guys but anyways anyways um, so okay do you want to talk about Nathan? Considering
0: yes. he's literally kind of Do you want to talk a, about f- art and Nathan real quick? Yes. Art. Okay, let's okay. talk about art first. So, so- <laughs> basically, Ben is an amazing artist, but they have zero confidence in themselves as an artist, as we've seen with Felix. And for some reason, both of these books culminate in an art gallery show at their Wait school. Wait a second. <laughs> Why
1: are these books I'd so I have similar? two nickels. But <laughs> <laughs> no, they both culminate with something about an art show and the main character who ends up accepting their non-binariness, getting together with another person by the end of it.
0: <laughs> both of whom are brown. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> these are the same book, guys. Um <laughs> But yeah, basically, Ben is an amazing artist. But after they were kicked out, they're kind of facing like a creative block. But then they meet the most amazing art teacher, whose name I have already forgotten. Miss Liu, Miss Liu, Liu? am I am I pronouncing it right? I think so. Do you want to Google it? Okay, I'm going to Google it. Mrs. Liu, Mrs. or Miss? I think it was Mrs. I, I think it was
1: Mrs. Yeah, but okay, but I like weird. how, so there's a stereotype that all like gay kids are weirdly attached to their English teacher, but in this no, case. No, no, they're
0: weirdly attached to their art teacher. Instead, yeah. And they <laughs> it, hate their English teacher. <laughs> okay, how to pronounce. Okay, let's look it through pronouncednames.com
1: Th- This isn't an ad, guys.
0: Um, is, is this a reliable source?
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Can you hear it through my headphones?
0: No, that's not okay. how headphones work, Rio. <laughs> I don't
1: know, but Leo. 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 I don't think okay. pronouncenames.com is a good resource, guys. <laughs>
0: okay, we'll go with Leo for now.
1: And we apologize
0: to anyone whose name is that.
1: And we are butchering it. If you
0: want to yell at us and we somehow have listeners that aren't (laughs) my friends or Rhea's friends, (laughs) uh, we will not be angry if you yell at us. Please do. Please feel free to email us
1: and just write a very angry email because we want some fan mail, guys.
0: Hate mail's good, too. Yeah, we're desperate. We're desperate. (laughs) We're desperate. Um, but yeah basically where was I Brain Um, no work today
1: okay yeah wait anyway so Miss Leo
0: she basically like just takes Ben under her wing
1: exactly like she lets Ben come in during lunch to work on their artwork she like encourages them and eventually they end up painting things like cardinals based on oh we haven't even talked about Maryam who's the best character ever
0: yeah but anyways
1: um a cardinal um a drip painting
0: like a jackson pollock painting basically and then they do this beautiful Mm -hmm. warm color toned portrait of nathan who is the love interest have we mentioned who's the love interest okay so nathan basically he was the one to first show uh ben, ben around, around the school around the school and then they became friends and they're like chem partners in chem class which is taught by um ben's brother-in-law, brother-in-law. thomas yeah. can you imagine oh like, my being God. taught by your brother-in-law i would
1: like just die i gotta be honest <laughs> like you know what i kind of understand all of um what's the word Ben's anxiety throughout the book it's kind of bad because it's kind of mentioned that they probably do have clinical anxiety oh they definitely do they're
0: taking they take um
1: oh yes uh, Xanax
0: Xanax for it
1: and then like throughout the book I was like oh I relate to this (laughs) I don't know how good that is but hashtag
0: undiagnosed anxiety buzz
1: (laughs) Not to self-diagnose or anything, but um, not to
0: self-diagnose diagnose
1: or anything. Actually, even that controversy is mentioned in the book. Can I just say?
0: Self-diagnosing. Yeah, because every controversy controversy that's been on Tumblr in the past few years <laughs> is mentioned is in this in book. This
1: book. And like I feel like it also stems from the same thing we've talked about in literally every other like YA queer book is that the authors feel like they need to shove everything into these because there just is not enough.
0: Exactly. Every book is like mm-hmm. an intro to being queer. And I think that nowadays with all with the amount of, the of internet queer books stuff. Out, like I think we can afford like
1: a non intro book, you know, exactly. that doesn't explain everything.
0: Like there's so many queer books out now. We literally have a backlog of, like, 200 books we want to do. <laughs> um, y- you don't need to cover everything in a YA yeah. realistic fiction book. They can literally just be queer and exist. Like, at this point, I think that
1: even a lot of kids just understand the concepts needed. Like, like
0: yeah, I think a really good example was, like, The Upside of Unrequited, which I read a while ago. I think it's by Becky Albertalli. Like, um, and it just... It discusses the main character's sister who's a lesbian and it like shows their two relation- their relationship and their moms are lesbians. And it just has the queer characters without needing to introduce and it has a pansexual character without needing to introduce basics of queer theory to the audience all the time. It just shows them navigating teenage life.
1: Yeah, and the mom's and... having
0: a wedding once gay marriage is legalized. Oh my god, really? Okay, wait. I need to read that now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it mostly does focus on the straight character, who is the main character. But <laughs> just the queerness in the background. Like, you can do that with queer characters. once. Like, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, once we get over our as our personality phase after coming out, which is very fun, by the way. When you it is a fun phase, let's be honest here. But it just becomes a part of who you are and
1: kind of just being able to see it not being treated as a big deal is nice
0: exactly yeah Like we don't need the whole here's how pronouns work spiel every time
1: yeah Uh, okay but anyways so i think we should talk about how nate or nathan is the ultimate golden retriever boyfriend
0: oh my god
1: and he owns the golden retriever
0: i'm gonna call it symbolism It definitely is symbolism. It's the juxtaposition of the man onto the de- onto the dog. Look at us using big fancy essay words. Yeah, we're both taking AP Lang next semester, guys. We're screwed. Look at
1: us, guys. <laughs> but anyways, like I really like Nate because there's just like the epitome of having a way too cheery friend, like bug you, but you also love them at the same time. You and, and
0: me, me. <sighs> At night, you at five in the morning for some ungodly reason waking me up. I mean (laughs)
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe we are
0: ideal roommates. We are ideal roommates. I'm a morning person, I'm a night person. We shower at different times. It's great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I will continuously (laughs) wake you up though. I hope you know this. If we ever roommates.
0: I really hope we don't go to the same college now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow.
1: No, you know how colleges have that survey where you, like, click through things and they, like, match you up with other students for roommates?
0: Yeah, we definitely not match given that I'm a morning person or I'm not a morning person and you're not a night person.
1: No, but hear me out. We would probably end up rigging the survey. So we just type in every single thing exactly the same. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways, um. I really like how the relationship is so funny because neither of them are like, they're both so awkward and they're trying not to like, they're
0: trying to figure out if the other is into guys. Okay, like, first of all, Nathan literally told Ben that he exactly. wrote an essay
1: about, about gay, gay characters in, a, gay, in the crucible. In a book
0: in, a, in not, The Crucible. Yeah.
1: And, and then, Ben exactly. has the audacity
0: to wonder if Nate's interested in, exactly. in guys or is bisexual or it was like, just so
1: funny I like I had
0: smacked myself no like, no a guy that writes an essay on gay subtext in the crucible is definitely straight and, and into it's women. so
1: funny because you can like understand that that Nathan's like oh I'll bring this up and see if Ben's into that maybe I'll understand if they like me and then and then Ben's like there have been no signs. What am I <laughs> going to do? And it's it's
0: really funny. I'm They're sorry. They're idiots, guys. It's great. Like, Basically, they hold
1: hands throughout the entire They life.
0: hold hands and stargaze on the roof. We're exactly. well past.
1: <laughs> but also, I like how they can both see that it's just platonic at the same time, too. Like, we need more platonic affection.
0: We do. But Should also we? they're holding hands and gazing at stars. Yeah, on the roof. like
1: also it is kind of.
0: <laughs> that, that's talk... kind of fruity, guys. <laughs> kind of, Mr. Can pineapple, we talk about... the fruit makes a reappearance. <gasps> Mr.
1: Pineapple, oh my god! Folly. Every time
0: something fruity happens, I'm gonna bring Mr. Pineapple back into the frame.
1: Can I buy Mr. Pineapple a mini um, top hat that I found at Joanne's?
0: Sure, you can buy my stuffed pineapple a top hat.
1: I guess. <laughs> I'm deciding whether I should put the top hat on my bird, and then I can caption it "Yeehaw" on my pet flamingo, inflatable flamingo.
0: You don't or, have a real flamingo, right? Yeah,
1: I needed. I needed to make sure our listeners knew that I do not own an actual flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> they think and, we live in Florida.
1: <laughs> no, but plastic flamingos out um, outpace actual flamingos in terms of population. <sighs> This is terrifying. Imagine is just terrifying. living in the world as subspecies and realizing that the um, t- bipeds have decided to make weird plastic caric- caricatures of you and stick them everywhere.
0: <laughs> I wanted to get a plastic flamingo for my front yard, but my mom was like, no, we can't do that. And I'm like,
1: so if I gift you one without a receipt, can we make this happen? <laughs>
0: anyways um where were we <laughs> uh stargazing on the roof
1: yeah but also can we talk about mariam,
0: mariam? yes okay so mariam is uh ben's adult positive influence she's Shia a muslim there's she a muslim. muslim i know i'm sorry it's the hijab i'm sorry i apologize I non-binary muslim listeners
1: i know We apologize for just the amount of mistakes that we have made and probably will make once or twice throughout this podcast.
0: They. See, I do this to myself. I misgender myself. Okay. The great part of using any (laughs) pronouns, you cannot physically get misgendered. (laughs) I'll call myself she in my head and I'll be like, you're not a woman, Vali. What are you doing? okay anyway um, so they're like the coolest person ever They're the coolest person ever they've canonically met beyonce i feel like they've canonically met beyonce (laughs) they've done a video with beyonce so basically they're this youtube star that talks about um their queerness their non-binariness and their relationship to their faith Mm -hmm. um and basically they like throughout the whole book they text and chat with um ben and just they're the positive adult influence in their life. It's kind
1: of like messaging some like startup YouTuber and then they just got like insanely popular. And you're like, oh, I'm friends with the celebrity. I didn't
0: even notice this. <laughs> I don't I can't even think of an, of an example. Um, I mean, the closest I've ever gotten to that was I followed Darren Chris before he was famous. <laughs> for being on Glee because um, I watched a very Potter musical too many times. <laughs> Not me outing myself for As every... Glee bandit- fan? No, I hate Glee. Glee can die. I've never <laughs> watched Glee. Well, I've watched the first two episodes of Glee and then Mr. Shu was too creepy.
1: The whole series, it scares me. I tried to get yeah. through it. I really did. It's like Swish- Office, was Office, but worse. Yeah,
0: our friend uh, Shusty tried to get me into it. Um, and I was like, no, thank you.
1: <laughs> it is a train wreck. I'm gonna be honest here. I I watched it for gay Barry Allen.
0: I still can't get over the fact that Grant Gustin was in it. Okay. It suck
1: No, I can't. Didn't didn't he, didn't Grant Gustin like date or both their character dated someone in the show? Like, yeah.
0: It <laughs> basically Darren Chris was one of the part of one of the two main gay couples, and then Grant Gustin dated one of them for a while because there was, like, a cheating thing. I, I don't, don't know. know. I only know about the show from top one. <laughs> um, um, okay, can we
1: just tally up? So we've had the Avatar the Lost Airbender tangent. <laughs> <laughs> we've
0: had the Glee tangent. um, The Yuri on Ice tangent. The
1: Yuri on Ice tangent.
0: <laughs> wherever, What did what, what, what we tangent about after Stargazing?
1: Um... Oh, the top hat, right?
0: The top hat. Guys, the it's too hat, much. The top hat
1: mangoes. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is like a poor, no, 60% <laughs> engines. If we get through the book, guys,
0: you're lucky. You can, should you tell, <laughs> can you tell we have no attention span?
1: <laughs> I mean, I think top hats were very important, though.
0: Agreed. Joanne sells many
1: top hats for 99 cents i want one like i have to stick one on my bird and tell him to say yeehaw it's gonna happen
0: (laughs) anyway where were we the brain's doing an owie
1: um okay here so we were talking about mariam Mariam. okay and how they're like (laughs) yeah
0: they travel the country talking to like queer youth groups and schools and stuff about like being queer and at the end of the book they come to meet Ben for the first time face-to-face in North Carolina, and they offer Ben a job. It's very unclear what this job is, but it has yeah, something to the do other with, doesn't like, go over it. Speech is something. speaking over about their identity and stuff. I think
1: it'd be interesting, honestly, to have a second book to see where um, Ben is able to get over the anxiety and talk in front of people like that. Exactly.
0: And, like, about their identity. Because yeah. throughout the book, they're still not, like, very comfortable with their identity.
1: Or more of, I feel like they know that it's them, but they're not comfortable with other people.
0: Exactly. Like, they struggle to be themselves. Like, Mm -hmm. one of the examples I have is, like, throughout the book, they want to wear a red polka dot dress, which dresses are my thing, but, like.
1: I mean, it's nice to see, like, just a non-binary person that doesn't feel like they need to be shoved into a box, kind of. Exactly.
0: But, But I mean, then again, I feel like there are no
1: boxes for AMA people. I mean, because people assume AMA, non-binary people, don't
0: even exist. Exist, yeah. Um, But, yeah, and they don't feel uncomfortable wearing the dress. So, even though they see it, they don't get it. You know what I mean?
1: Because they don't want, they're still afraid. Even though Hannah knows who they are, they still are afraid to ask, kind of. Exactly. And even to wear it outside. Because of, to be honest, transphobia.
0: And transmisogyny, you can (sighs) die. And even like they, Hannah paints their nails at one point.
1: And And it's
0: like a sweet moment, but also. But then they take it off for school.
1: Can we talk about how Hannah is an interesting character as in she is like trying her best to do everything. But at the same time, she messes up like every yeah. sibling would do um what what does she do
0: she's a realtor
1: no like what what does she mess up through the book oh
0: like she calls <laughs> she she uses a lot of like masculine identifiers at first yeah and like so like bro and, um dude guy yeah. which um Ben is uncomfortable with but then Hannah like transitions to saying things like sib which is short for sibling um
1: and i think that really nice yeah she messes up sometimes on the pronouns but like she's trying and i think by the end like ben says he can't even remember the last time he had to correct her
0: exactly also speaking ben's of a nail stay. polish yeah <gasps> okay mm-hmm. so at the beginning of the book he uh hannah paints their nails ben's nails and they're uncomfortable with it so they take it off for school mm-hmm. by the end of the book they're with their friends at the beach and it says very clearly they have painted nails in oh. public and also and I, I really just character I love growth. it
1: and I really like how the character just sticks or how the author just sticks to how yes Ben likes the color like pastel pink which is like Let's be honest, such a pretty color. And I like how they just add it throughout the book, because like Ben picks up a light pink bowling ball
0: and stuff at like the bowling arena. Exactly. I know. Like that's their favorite color.
1: <laughs> I, I, I thought it was sweet. Um, so should can I talk about the choice of on cameo? Cameo? K- Go off. Okay. So on page 216. After um, Ben has to go through this whole confrontation with their family, um, they just sit on the roof with Nathan. And then Nathan puts earbuds on Ben. And... Ah, they, okay, wait. I have to get through a full sentence without f- a fan personing. And then... Uh, I can't finish it. I can't finish the sentence.
0: And then... Um, I can't do it. You can do it, Rhea. Continue. <laughs> um, basically, they start listening to Troye Sivan songs.
1: No, because this entire time I was listening to Troye Sivan while reading the book, and I. Still...
0: Oh my god.
1: Troye Sivan's only like my favorite artist ever. Yeah. Okay. Nerd. It's not a nerd thing. <laughs> But, yeah,
0: <laughs> no, it's a gay thing. It's fine,
1: you know, I wonder if they're listening to Blue Neighborhood or like um
0: what what's this other album? It's been so long since I've listened to Troy Sivana. <gasps>
1: yeah, but it was probably blue neighborhood i li- I'd because like to think I listen that- to
0: music mm-hmm? via playlists based on oh. my mood. I have too many aesthetic playlists,
1: <laughs> you know you're. i really want to see your spotify wrapped i feel like it would really cement how okay my spotify
0: my spotify wrapped last year was my top four out of my five top songs were hosier (laughs) um which despite everything tells you a lot about myself given that every playlist i've ever made has at least one hosier song on it except for like three I'd like to
1: mention that for my Spotify rap this year, the two contenders for top song listened to are a Sufi-chan Steven. Am I even pronouncing that right? I'm not. But a Sufi-chan Steven song and a song called Hi, I'm a Slut. And I'd like to think. (laughs) It's so
0: catchy. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to send it to (laughs) you. I bet Nathan's Spotify rap would be Troye Sivan.
1: I'd, I'd really, th- like, okay, wait, I have to look up. What is, what is Choice of Zafon's other album? I was about to mention a song that, like, just reminds me about their two dynamics. Okay, um, I will
0: find this out. Yeah, the whole time I was reading this book, we have a friend named Nathan in real life.
1: Yeah, exactly. So and I was it, just
0: picturing him.
1: Yeah, me too. It was confusing. It
0: was very confusing. <laughs> it was
1: very confusing. I'm going to say more so for me. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Okay, I'd like to think that they're both listening to Lucky Strike, because that is the perfect definition of their
0: relationship.
1: It's good. And it also mentions, like, just liking someone who's from California, so I'm going to call it a win. Oh, my God. (laughs) But yeah, anyways. um... (laughs) Okay. Okay. Where were we before I started fan personing, fan girling, fanboying?
0: We were specifically on the topic of Troy Sivan. Bon, so
1: okay, good. So this technically doesn't count as a tangent, as a tangent, Technically. Technically. <laughs> um.
0: Do we want to I... talk about gender and clothing? Oh yeah. Well, did so did we already pretty touch on that a little bit? A so little while, bit. So basically, Nathan, Nathan, Ben leaves home. <laughs> With nothing but the clothes on their back, so Hannah takes them shopping and uh, buys them clothes almost exclusively from the men's section, which he hates. Which she like she she doesn't know their needs.
1: Yeah, and I feel like Ben, they just have too much anxiety about their identity at the moment to communicate their needs. Like, it's a weird thing where Hannah should not be a mind reader, but also maybe Hannah could have asked. Like, no one's at fault here, but it did kind of make me feel bad for Ben. Because
0: Ben didn't know how to articulate their needs. They were like, hey, the sweater in the women's section is really cute. You should get it. And Hannah was like, eh, I don't need it. And then she doesn't get that (laughs) Ben just wants to steal it and doesn't have the confidence to ask.
1: I like how this entire, this book is propelled by the simple idea that these characters could not pick up subtext from each other. I mean, more so Ben and I feel
0: like it's a relationship, but. Throughout the book, Ben sort of expects others to, like, read their mind and know their needs. Because they've never, like, been able to articulate what they needed. Yeah. Because of, like, the environment that they grew up in. So, it just creates, like, a bunch of misunderstandings and hurt feelings.
1: Should we even talk about, like, just how that amount of trauma of living in a house where you don't feel, like, safe, it's just so heartbreaking to see how that has completely changed how, like, Ben's life path has been because, like, their personality is kind of at this point anxious and scared because they don't trust a lot of people at this point with their identity and it's just really sad to see how that takes shape over the book but also how it lessens as they get new friends
0: fun times fun times okay (laughs) Mm. oh and
1: also Another theme is how um, Ben mentioned how all the people that they see on, like, YouTube, television, all the NB people have perfect skin, have the, like, perfect androgynous look, thin noses. Like, it's just,
0: yeah. androgynous and ideal.
1: And, like, I, it really is kind of sad because, honestly, a lot of the really popular, like, androgynous, transmasculine, or in between, or any of that, they, they have, like, perfect skin, they have, like, the perfect face, they're slim, they're skinny, and that is a bit of why they honestly get their viewer base, because they're palatable, they're pretty people, and it's just disappointing, because most non-binary people don't look like that, and you don't see any, like, non-binary people who maybe are fat, are you know kind of
0: people people of of color
1: color. (laughs) are don't have like perfect face structure and bones your small noses and
0: oh so much of mainstream non-binary rep is catering to the white androgynous ideal
1: yeah and it's just like
0: you have like a masculine face but like a feminine voice and like a straight figure you're basically looking like a flapper from the 1920s wearing <laughs> masculine clothes
1: and it's really disappointing because for like people of color watching that you could never have those features but exactly. you're made to think that's the ideal and it's ugh. and I feel like a lot of like eastern like people also they have masculine traits but those are deemed bad well, when white people have mas- certain
0: masculine traits, they're deemed good, kind of. Exactly. I know exactly. Like, a lot of the time, because of um my voice or the way I look, like, I get surd. Which, on the one hand, hashtag gender euphoria. <laughs> but on the other, like, just because I don't look feminine the way white people do. Like, for an Indian, I'm very clearly femme. Yeah. But for white people, because of, like, my thicker eyebrows, my, like, larger nose, they're like, oh, look at this masculine person, especially when I'm wearing a mask.
1: Yeah, and it's just, like, I, it's, it's the whole non-binary thing gets even weirder when you consider cultural differences and how being androgynous means different things in different parts of the world. Exactly. (sighs) Okay, yeah. Also, just like a quick
0: aside, do you think like people listening like Mm -hmm. 10 years from now to this random podcast, they'll be like, a mask? (laughs) (laughs) They're just going to picture like
1: a masquerade ball mask.
0: Yes, I go to masquerade balls, guys.
1: (laughs) Honestly, that's what I picture every time. And then I have this brief moment of like
0: despair when I'm like,
1: Rhea, you're in a global pandemic. What the heck?
0: But yeah. That's why we're recording over Zoom. For anyone oh, yeah. worried about like the absolutely shitty audio quality at times, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the best we can do for now. Yeah. Like, we do we really want to get COVID? No. We don't have money to buy mics. Um yeah. because we are teenagers. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe one day we can get some very nice mics. To be honest, no matter what kind of like a good mic we have, like it's I have a really Zoom. good mic. Yeah, Zoom. Let's be and honest. And I have, like,
0: a pretty decent mic, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if we were talking, like, over voice recordings, it would be so good, but since we're over Zoom, yeah. But also, can we talk, can we end this section on one of the stupidest things I've ever heard? So, from Ben's um dad. So, basically, Ben's dad and Ben's mom show up at their art show, and...
0: Ben's art show
1: yeah yeah Ben's art show um at at their high school and Ben didn't invite them there Ben's parents just show up and it's so annoying because so Ben is like resisting them and then uh ben, Ben's uh, father says Benjamin there's no need to be rude we came all this way dad wraps an arm around mom's waist and then Ben says guys I'm begging you listen and then Ben's dad says, uh-uh, dad lets out a low chuckle and eyes, mom, but she isn't laughing. Now, who's misgendering someone? Un-fucking- I
0: wanted to kill <laughs> like Ben's dad at that point.
1: It is the equivalent of the attack helicopter thing, but exactly. just so much worse with all the family trauma. I,
0: I, want, I could punch like, someone. You have the audacity to show up uninvited and cause further trauma to your child who you're supposed to love and cherish. And then you have the audacity to say that.
1: It was like, and it's so disappointing because Ben had pretty much lost faith in his dad, but, and their dad, but their mom, like, they still love her. And then the entire book is just realizing that their their mom mom is
0: still Enabling, enabling their dad. Pretty much. And is pretty abusive in their own right.
1: Yeah, and like it's not really recognized as abuse at first because it's like not the kind of aggressive abuse, but it's still abuse. And it's ugh, it's just such a horrible situation. Also, can we talk about how everyone has winked at least once in this book? hear me out there's a lot of winking in this book like just from separate characters as they like leave and like are, are you catching this train um offering you What's winking that? yeah winking everyone every person in this book winks at least once okay hear me out <laughs> so ben's father winks N- not their mom um Ben's sister, Winks, has winked at least once in this book. Uh, Ben, their brother-in-law, has winked multiple times as a chemistry teacher for some odd reason Uh, to make Ben feel more welcome. I don't know. Nathan Winks, like, at least, you know, once every five pages. Nathan's friends have winked at least once at Ben. I I, I, I don't
0: know where you're going with this.
1: I'm not going anywhere with this. I think it needs to be said, (laughs) Maybe maybe, it, maybe reading this book at 2 a.m. has done this to me. I don't know, but everyone in this book has winked at least one time. And I think I... that's
0: just winking, Rhea.
1: Okay, okay. Feel free to delete this and post.
0: Bro. <laughs> okay, so I'm, reading, I'm hmm? reading the author's note. Miriam Haidari is a real person. Wait, really? I found their YouTube channel. Oh my god, wait, what? Yeah, they're friends with the author and um Oh my they god let the author use their name. Wait no Also Becky Albertali helped edit this book. Who's that? Uh Simon vs. The Homo sapiens. The Love author? Si- yeah. Oh my god. She's so cool. She's written so many gay books. <sighs> she's she's also written um uh A lot of famous ones hold up let me look up her oh okay wait that's oh god that's just so wonderful just a couple simon versus the homo sapiens agenda leon the offbeat what if it's us the upside of unrequited um here's to us love her she's so cool oh
1: Okay, but also, talking, because you mentioned love, Simon, I just realized another topic. Can Wait. we talk about... Mm-hmm?
0: Hold up. Mm-hmm? I think Miriam Hadari is just their friend.
1: And not a famous YouTuber who's met Beyonce?
0: No. no.
1: It's okay, though. It's okay. So, you know, cool. life lesson, you don't have to meet Beyonce to be cool. Exactly. <laughs> But anyways, I think we should include one quote from our podcast that is the stupidest thing ever, or possibly the greatest thing ever, and just stick it in the description, like this is what you're getting yourself into. (laughs) But anyways, so since you mentioned Bob Simon, that was another topic I wanted to bring up. Coming out is seen as like the quintessential experience, and it's kind of pushed on queer people and it's seen as like a part of the journey and something that you really have to do. But sometimes it's pushed on people over their safety, you know, and it's just seen like society, that's the one like it's mainstream yeah. in society because it's the one part of the queer process that usually involves straight people. That's, you know, Love Simon is centered on that. And it's um, like-
0: And especially like in TV shows mm-hmm. in high schools with featuring like queer teenagers, It's always they're in a relationship. One of them doesn't want to come out because their parents are violently homophobic. Exactly. And then the other one pressures them into coming out, or it's like they come out. And then. If I had a girlfriend or a partner in high school, I'd never pressure them to come out. I know how that feels. Like, Like.
1: It's so annoying because there's this weird idea that you have to put being you in front of your safety like no you know know what what? don't
0: come (laughs) out until you know it's safe yeah like in this sometimes yeah like if being who you are hiding that can be dangerous but so is getting kicked out like or
1: you know Honestly, it's scary how getting kicked out isn't even on the deep end of the spectrum of what could happen. Exactly. Like, uh, why is that on the good end?
0: Why is there work this? Like, and -hmm. the fact that so many young kids have to think about this. Exactly. Could you Um, imagine being 13 and making that choice?
1: Like, I feel like Ben and this, they think that their parents will be alright with it, and they're not. But at the same time, they're also kind of pressured by society to think that this will be it. When deep down, they sort of know that it's not going to go that well.
0: Exactly. And like they talk about this in their therapy, one of their therapy sessions. Mm -hmm. Their therapist is like, why'd you, why'd you come out to them if you, you know, if you didn't think it was safe? Mm -hmm. And Ben's like, Mm -hmm. I thought I could change them
1: exactly and it's just so heartbreaking that idea that like you think that since you're their kid you know maybe maybe that means more than anything else are we projecting
0: i'm too sad now (laughs) should we get a cry
1: count for you too
0: i mean i didn't cry i just felt generally sad the whole book
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, my cry count probably is a bit off, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, once every 34 pages, guys. <laughs> um, I think that's it in terms of that. We also kind of discussed, did we discuss the queer part of it too? Um. I mean,
0: kind of. <laughs> Like we have like a, the whole book. We sort yeah, of discussed we kind of just we kind of forgot about our categories that we usually do. I mean, we've um, kind of given up on separating the queerness from the rest of the book. It is like hard to do at this possible point. possible with like books that aren't about the, they, yeah that aren't queer. about it. <laughs> so like it worked for um, the Pride of the Orange Tree.
1: Oh yeah, because it was like there's an actual plot besides exactly. that.
0: Exactly. Yeah, but Once most of get, the other books.
1: Yeah. Once we yeah. go back
0: to like reading books that aren't about being queer, it'll probably be better.
1: Yeah, at the moment you just get an info dump,
0: guys. <laughs> so I just like to end with the fact that today, uh, while I was reading this book, I learned where "draw me like one of your French girls" came from. You didn't know it was from the Titanic I didn't know it was from the Titanic because I've never you seen think the Titanic it was... I've never seen it either,
1: but I still know it's from the Titanic I
0: thought it I thought it was just like a thing that originated on Tumblr or something that we all just say <laughs> okay, what Tumblr word has become that
1: mainstream Tell me that
0: um Miet.
1: maybe maybe, but that's Twitter technically that's okay but
0: like the whole Victoria cat speak like Victorian children started on disparaged Tumblr. victorian yeah okay that's exactly. true
1: um the grinch
0: like, x tony the tiger fan fiction
1: <laughs> okay but like what word specifically a phrase like draw me like one of your french girls maybe man hand hook door car gun stop <laughs> i don't even understand that one
0: <laughs> it's from an never, old meme i will never understand it i've like i've allowed myself to realize oh oh said. oh the, the the mushroom one Tell me the name of God, you fungal. Oh
1: my God! You cannot kill me in a way that matters.
0: No, the, a trace
1: of the true self exists in the false self.
0: Yes, if I don't, that, that's a Tumblr.
1: <laughs> I'm going to make that my AP Lang essay title. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, there's one more. Take the
0: breadsticks and run. <laughs> oh my that- God! I like your shoelaces.
1: Oh my God! <laughs> okay, uh, I I still can't <laughs> You know, draw me like one of your French girls from Tumblr
0: <laughs> Well, that's where I first saw it Leave me alone <laughs> I'm not gonna let you forget this I'm gonna bring it up I hope you know that <laughs> I hate you <laughs> Okay, so should we rate the book? Yes, let's rate the book. Um, so do you want to go first? Okay, wait. Look, I need to devise a metric. Do you have any ideas? Poorly pa- pointed out constellations.
1: <laughs> no. Not even poorly pointed out. Fake astronomy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cardinals. Cardinals. Tentings. I like that. Ooh,
1: Okay, okay. I, I'm i gonna give this book... Um, golden Retrievers. Yes. Oh my god. Okay, I love Golden Retrievers, so... Okay, uh... in. 8.9999 repeating.
0: <laughs> you don't want to round up there, maybe? <laughs> no, there's no well, rounding. You want help. to keep it a nice, irrational number. Yes. <laughs> or is it a can, rational number? Guys, I'm going to fail AP Calc.
1: Can we talk about how one time I wrote down 0.3 repeating with like the little repeating bar on a test, and my teacher marked it down because I didn't write one third instead of it? I remember that. It's been six years, guys. But <laughs> but anyways um 8.99 repeating because I feel like the book is a bit odd in some aspects especially like how we discussed earlier with the discourse queer. around queer yeah bisexuality and how it's an intro book but also not an intro book at the same time with those details but uh, you know what I'm going to round it up I love the characters okay it's it's a 9.0 golden retriever because <laughs> Like, the characters are so lovable. They're all really trying their best, except the really shitty parents. And, it, like, it makes you feel warm inside. And, like, I, it was really well done because there wasn't extravagant prose. Like, I, I say prose in every one of these, but <laughs> there wasn't extravagant prose. It was just well, well written and well paced out. I, I really just, I really love the book and all the characters. Maybe I should give this a 9.5. I don't know. I'm trying to like keep the scale good. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna settle a 9.0. And I just, I really love the term, I wish you all the best. It's, it's so romantic and endearing, but also platonic and soulmate y at the same time.
0: Uh, um, okay. I give this book a solid eight. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I felt like it. It simplified too many things for an intro book, and I didn't like how it sort of brushed over queer so it sort of give an intro without really going into depth, so it just sort of would leave readers confused. I feel like the characterization was a bit simplified, and that Ben at times didn't feel like active, which to be fair, he was suffering from they were suffering from depression but they didn't feel like an active participant in their own life and a lot of the book was more concerned with like introspection about queer theory than it was about bad actors living their life so i'm gonna give this an eight because i did like the characters and parts of it were really good but i think it's a bit simplistic that is fair I'm sorry, random adult author. Um, <laughs> that me, a 16 year old, is tearing you down like this. <laughs> I feel really bad about it. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I just I get scared that one of the authors is gonna like r- hear our podcast and be like a bunch We're <laughs> two 16 year olds
0: for that. We're not <laughs> famous enough for that. I
1: know. Maybe two 16 year olds are trashing our book. Like I feel also bad about Ruth Vanita's book. <laughs> because like they put so much symbolism they did all this and then I'm like I didn't get the symbolism okay yeah I did
0: and once we discussed it a bit it's definitely one of our top favorite books
1: like let's be it was honestly like I need to read that book again to understand it and not at 2am but um yeah I'm I'm a simpleton I'm gonna say it if a character if a book has good characters I am strung along so yes I say as a critical podcast reviewer. Um <laughs> but yeah, the book it has its ups and downs, but uh, yeah. I think that's it. Uh do we want to go through the whole here are our social spiel?
0: Actually, I'm just going to link the socials in Yeah, the let's show be honest. Notes. <laughs> I think <laughs> I've given know. up. I've
1: given up already. <laughs> Well, dear, I I feel bad. I feel like I'm ripping off Welcome to Nightville whenever I say, dear listeners. (laughs) Okay, but um, are you ready for the closing? Yes. We should say, "I wish you all the best" in the closing. Cut cut this part out later. We should just say it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We wish you all the best, listeners. No, but after we say. After oh, we th- <laughs> i'm not cutting any of this out i'm too lazy this this episode is getting Holy. no editing but music <laughs> also i'm hungry and i want to get lunch leave me alone
1: <laughs> okay okay i mean that's fair i i literally leave our club meetings every single day for saga and say i have a sandwich waiting for me <laughs> <sighs> <But> anyways
0: anyways <laughs> uh thank you so much for listening thank guys. you so much for
1: listening and um, um
0: we wish you, wish all, the you best. all the best you can it sounds cheesy yeah. coming from us i'm <laughs> gonna say you you can find us at queerly ever after dot where all our socials are linked we're also gonna yeah. put, put a link to our website and our socials in the show notes because i'm sure i have enough characters for that but anyway, <laughs> um, thank you for sticking around this long. Yeah, thanks
1: for sticking around this long.
0: I hope we didn't lose you at the top hats. So according <laughs> to my imaginary calendar of when these episodes are going to be published, last episode when we said Merry Christmas was the second weekend, uh, the second week of November. <laughs> um, so this will be somewhere around the end of November. So like, Happy Thanksgiving, I guess. Did we say Merry Christmas like in November? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Wow, Volley. Um <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, I think. Happy, if yeah. If it's not Thanksgiving, or you're a weird Canadian who celebrates it too early, <laughs> good um, good
1: luck with that, guys. Yeah,
0: good luck
1: with that. <laughs> um, next week we will be going over. Well, not next week. In two weeks, we will in be going weeks. over this. Um,
0: they, they both, both die, die at, at end. the
1: end by something. Silva. Adam. Adam Silva. I don't know, but Should look at us being on. organized on our own podcast.
0: We keep saying this. I say Adam, this every podcast. Adam Silvera. Adam Silvera. All right. So <laughs> next week or two weeks from now, we'll be discussing. They both Die at the end by Adam Silvera. It's kind um, of. This is the ultimate
1: TikTok <laughs> recommendation for K books. No. Behind red, white, and royal
0: view. Red, okay. white, and royal blue.
1: Okay, it goes red white and royal blue the seven husbands of Evelyn hugo and they both die at the end
0: we're not tiktok guys we're not tiktok people leave us alone I'm, you Any are TikTok, anyway, <laughs> you have a few tiktoks posted i have a single tiktok and it's me reading bad poetry poetry i wrote it's good though i'm sure it's wonderful thank you anyway <laughs> we wish you all the best guys
1: we wish you all the best and thank you for tuning in all right bye Bye.